Hello and welcome to the Christ Fellowship Weekly Podcast. At Christ Fellowship, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit ChristFellowship.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. We're actually going to be talking about love today, which is kind of appropriate on, on Mother's Day. Just uh, thought that worked out pretty good. So, uh, if you would, let's just read verse 22 together. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So it's, uh, it's fitting that here we are starting a new series today on and we're calling it the beautiful exchange, but it's really about the fruit of the Spirit. And so in the beautiful exchange, what we're hitting at is the idea that we give up our life, but we get Jesus' life. He came and gave us His life, and we get His life. You know, it's, a, it's an incredible... Uh, for us, the value is incalculable. If you go to the store and you want to buy some groceries or something, you give them some money, it's just paper... But it, you give them some money and then they give you groceries or you do a credit card and whatever debit card and they, you get stuff. And as the things go up the, the food chain of value, they become more expensive, right? So you got a car going to cost more than a, some groceries, right? And then you get a house maybe and that's going to be even more, right? But imagine the value that God places on each one of us to give his son, Jesus Christ, as uh, for, for our lives. So it's Jesus as God becomes a man in the incarnation. God and man together. He is the great mediator on our behalf. God and man joined together. And what happens to Jesus happens on behalf of all of us. Now, this is amazing good news that Jesus goes to the cross for us and is raised on the third day by the power of God. And we get to get in on that. It's just amazing, you know. And so it's not that this exchange of life here, it's not that we go do something. It's that Jesus has already done it for us. And it's massively good news when you think about it. It's like, wow. And so what we do in faith is the more our hearts open up to God and what he's doing for us in Jesus, it's like we it's like we become aware and in faith, we start to see more and more of what really is, of the way things really, really are. And that's what we're talking about in this series, the great, the, the beautiful exchange. Over the next few weeks, we're going to have several testimonies and lives of different people. And we say it in different ways. But when we give our lives to the Lord, let's say the first time we say that's salvation, you know, and it's but the, the good news here that we're going to be talking about throughout the course of this series is that that doesn't just happen one time. You know, you give your life to the Lord and you experience more and more of Him. And, it's, and there is an experience in this. I want to hit the experience part. I didn't say this in the first service, but there's an experience to love. You know, it's one thing to go, well, it's just the facts and I understand that God loves me. If I told her that... I understand the facts about love, you know, it just we wouldn't get very far down the road, right? That would not be a blessing to her if I'm not experiencing the love that she's offering me. 
if she's not experiencing the love that I'm offering her. And the same thing is true with God. He comes to us and He is exchanged. He's given so much and He wants us to not just know it in our heads, but to literally experience this new life. This wonderful, incredible new life. It's just, wow, it's a blow away. And so, yes. And so uh, Hudson Taylor was this uh, missionary guy in the 1800s. Missionary guy. Famous missionary guy, actually. And uh, he was a missionary to China. And there came a point in his life, he'd been about 10 years in China, and he was doing great things, and they're starting to reach people and, 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 and stuff. And, but he had so much ministry going on, was writing like a hundred letters a day and all of this, it just was heavy and he was coming to the end of himself. And that's important for us to note for today is when you come to the end of yourself, you are a setup for God doing something wonderful in your life. When you come to the end of yourself, it's like then there's more space for God. There's more when we come to when we get broken or we go through a hard time or we've some relational difficulties happening. When we come to the end of ourselves, that's what happened with Taylor. And he called it the exchanged life. He said, I gave up my life and I received the life of the Lord and everything was different. Then I walked in his power. Then I walked in his joy. Then I walked in his peace. And that's what we need here. It's not just we're talking about love today, but we don't just need to turn up the love dial what we need is jesus we need his life in us you know and uh, he is really all things for us and so in this series we're going to be looking at galatians and the fruit of the spirit is there at the end of galatians but it's important that we know the context of what's going on in the letter to the galatians this is like galatians and first thessalonians the first two letters written in the new testament so about 49 a.d and what's going on here is conflict in the churches. There's conflict going on, and that's why he's writing this letter. He's writing because, you know, some of the people are choosing not to eat with each other. Now, it's one thing if we're all busy and we're just kind of moving. We don't get to eat with each other for, because we're, life's fast or something like that. But it's another thing if you say, I am choosing not to eat with you intentionally because you are a Jew or because you are a Gentile because of your background or your social stand, if I'm saying I'm choosing not to eat for that reason, then we got big problems. we got big problems. And so it's in the context of community that all of this stuff about the fruit of the Spirit starts being spoken. The context of community. And man, anybody know that community is, gives you some opportunities? It's awesome. And it gives you some great opportunities to work this stuff out. Yes. Yes, preach it, Jamie, you're preaching right now. Okay, so here's the main thing today. One sentence, soundbite. If you're visiting, we do this just about every week. The beautiful exchange is about the value that God places on us and how His love grows in our lives. So what I'm going to unpack here is that everybody needs to see that this is an, it's, it's like God loves you so much it's uh, this I'm, I'm doing this is Niagara and it's a nonstop, eternal, infinite Niagara of God's love that's poured out on us. And he values us that much. Again, if, if, if you're if you're doing the exchange, what is the value of the life of God sacrificed for all of us? It's 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 infinite. That means that every person that you'll ever see 
every college student, every young adult, every middle-aged person in this realm, every youth, global, worldwide, unsurpassable value. Every Muslim, every Hindu, every God loves them. And he gave his life for them. And he wants to know them intimately through Jesus Christ. You know, I was just in worship there. I, I just love being, I love worshiping with Christ Fellowship. There's no place I'd rather be on a Sunday morning. And, uh, and uh, we were just worshiping there. And I just, one of the things we pray for a lot is the sounds of heaven. Lord, release the sounds of heaven. Make this a thin place during worship today. And as we were worshiping, I just had this kind of, it was like I was here in heaven. And, and, I, it, and I saw just that this had been going on around the globe as the sun has come up with all our brothers and sisters from all the different tribes and languages and nations and tongues. And people have been worshiping Him. And it's, it's, it's like a thin place between heaven and earth. When we join with what's happening in heaven and our worship starts getting in sync and in tune in the right frequency, it really does just become very, very thin. And I just, it just, that is, that's not the point that I'm trying to make, but it's a, it, I needed to say that. So, um, thank you, Lord. Ah, I love it. So God's love, three things. God's love grows in our lives by receiving the exchange by receiving what Jesus has done for us, what the Father has done for us, what the Holy Spirit has done for us. Go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. This is one of those life verses, and this verse has so impacted my life, my own journey. And uh, yeah, let me just read it and I'll say a few words about it. But so Paul's preaching to these guys. They're the, the table fellowship issue with Peter is a big mess. Like Peter is eating with the Gentiles. And then when the Jews come down from Jerusalem, come up from Jerusalem, then he pulls back with the Jews and won't eat with the Gentiles. And he's going, Paul says, you're wrong. I said it to his face. You're wrong what you're doing, pulling back from fellowship. We don't pull back. We pull together. We pull together. We turn toward one another. And, and he goes on there and he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So I have been crucified with Christ is what Paul says. I've been crucified with Christ. And that's not like a hope or it might happen one day if we get enough faith. I have been crucified with Christ is truth. It's just... It's a fact. Now, I don't always see it that way. I don't always I see myself getting frustrated sometimes and angry and it's not all Jesus, right? Some little bit of flesh, you know, and impatient or, you know, relational stuff starts happening. And so I, I get it. You know, I don't always experience I have been crucified with Christ, but that is the fact. That is the fact. I have been crucified with Christ. That's the, that's the indicative statement of truth. That's the way things really are in Christ. I have been crucified in Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That's the exchange part. Not I, but Christ. And this is how we can go forward. This is how we can live this life. I can't live with all the love I need. 
I can't live with all the, the patience or the, these different things that need to be worked out in my life. But Jesus can do it. I've been crucified with Christ. Is a, it's, it's not a, that verse is not for super Christians. That is not for just people that just have really climbed way up the ladder and are standing there with their cape flowing in the wind and you know, hands out. That's not who this is for. This is for people that need this word like me. And, and people who need this word like you. Romans chapter 6, verse 6, Paul says a similar kind of thing. For we know that our old self was crucified with Christ on the cross. So we can, we can move forward. We can live a different kind of life because there's been an exchange that's happened. We've been united with Him in death and united with Him in life. And man, that's good news. That is such... Ugh, it's just amazing good news. I've been crucified and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by the faithfulness of the Son of God. It's faith. Yes, it's faith in Jesus, but it's the faith of Jesus that ultimately gets me there. It's not, do I believe enough? Did I believe enough this past week? You know, Jesus believes and He believes in us. And it's His faithfulness and all that He's done and all that He's believing for us in this redeemed being redeemed, going to continue being redeemed, getting changed people that we are. Broken, messy, on a journey. That's, that's us. That's me. I think it's some of y'all too. Oh my goodness, I just turned on. No, there it goes. Help me. Siri just came on. Uh -huh. Yeah, so... Think about what's released in our life. Power, life, love, the things that we want to see released in our lives. It happens in this exchange. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit in us. It's the, and you know, Jesus modeled this for us. He modeled how we're to do this. So Jesus, he only, it's like He lived by the life of His Father. He lived by the life of another. And that's the exchange life is that more and more we would only do what we see Jesus doing. We would only say what we hear Jesus saying by the Spirit, through the Father's love expressed in and through us. Does that make sense? Now, man, that's a journey. It's, it's like it's going to be a journey for us this afternoon. It's going to be a journey for us this week. But that's, that's the trajectory that we're on. And when we start being people that live this way, it's attractive and contagious for God. It really is. Uh, Pat Murphy was in town. He's a friend of mine, friend of ours here at the church, one of the elders down at Antioch, Waco. And, uh, and he, was, he was telling a story about how he had been an elder for a long time in the church and been a Christian, been following the Lord a long time. But something happened in the life of his daughter that made him radically hungry for God. And so his daughter was really in a hard time struggling with some substance stuff, I think, and depressed. And, and at the very last minute, got into Baylor and ends up going down to Baylor. They lived in Kansas City at the time. And, and so she's down there and she meets these people from this church and she starts getting in a discipling relationship, gets, gets involved in worship, and her life starts being changed. When she calls her dad, he's like, who is this? All, you know, the joy. She's hearing, he's hearing life in her voice and all of this. She comes home at Christmas break and he said, I was blown away. 
said, I was just blown away. The girl wouldn't come down when she normally came down with the rest. What are you doing up there? Why are you staying up there so long? I've got to spend time with Jesus. I want to spend time with Him. I love Him. And he's going, I don't do that. I've been walking with the Lord all these years. And what he starts getting stirred up in his heart is he wants what his daughter has. You know, he starts being stirred up. I want this stuff in my life too. I want this kind of worship and devotion and love. And what happened was it caused him to re-give his life to the Lord, to re-offer himself. And he experienced a new kind of salvation that he hadn't been walking in up to that point. It wasn't saved going to, it's not heaven or hell, but it's further in and higher up. Do you want to keep walking on with God and go into all that he has for us? This is the exchanged life. We say it in so many different ways. The exchanged life, the yielded life, you know, the the baptized life. I want to I want to get baptized and keep getting baptized and be filled up to overflowing with the love of God so that I can give that love away. Okay, so that's that's the first piece there. God's love grows in our lives by receiving, by receiving this exchange that he's made possible through Jesus Christ. He's he's done it. Okay, the second piece, God's love grows in our lives by walking in community. Again, do you know, do you know that this will test you? This will challenge you to walk in community. It's a it's a um, you can actually I'm always amazed when people say I got hurt by the church. And there may be some of you guys that have been hurt by the church. Like one of my mentors, Jim Reynolds says, I've been hurt more. It's true. I I mean, maybe you have been hurt by the church. I've been hurt by the church, too. It's walking in community with people. It's trying to love each other and trying to keep turning toward each other instead of turning away and leaving. That's when it gets hard. But that's also when God gets more of us. It takes us to the end of ourselves. We get out to the end of ourselves. Why? I've never, I've been in lots of prayer meetings down through the years. I mean, go for it, veins. Let your kingdom come, nations. And just Jesus. And I, all the, some of you guys are going, that's weird. But I've never been in a prayer meeting where somebody got on a good tear about patience. Not one time. Lord, bring more patience into my life. Give us more patience. And you know why we don't do that? Because we somehow inherently know that patience, it's more visible than the other ones. But patience, like if I'm going to get patience, that means I got to go through things that make me need patience. And I just assume not pray for that. It's probably going to happen anyway. Don't have to ask too much for that when I'll get opportunities along the way. But what I'm trying to say is that happens for all of the fruit of the Spirit. That's the way this thing works. And that's the way community works. So if I want to see the fruit of love growing in my life, I'm probably going to be brought into some situations where it's going to be tested, where it's going to be hard for me for whatever reason, my own brokenness, my stuff, the past, where it's going to be hard for me to love somebody and but still, rather than turn away, God is a God of community from all eternity who has turned toward, turned toward. And he calls us to live in the image of God where we turn toward one another like this. That's the way this works. Uh, Galatians 2.20, that, that passage, there is a communal part of, of 
us bearing our cross. There's a communal part. It, it just it can only happen. Like part of the cross happens when we're with people. And somebody was joking with me a couple weeks ago. We were working on some of these messages and and uh, he said, you know, I could try to crucify myself and maybe get a, a nail in my feet and maybe get a nail on my hand, but I can't finish the process without some help from somebody. <laughs> we get by with a little help from our friends sometimes, but it's that very process that grows us. That it's, it's community, you know, and so... Let's take it a step further. Number three, God's love grows in our lives as we by walking in community, but take it a step further by walking in the spirit in community. And that's what Paul's encouraging us to do here. He says, you know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things. There's no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So what he's encouraging this group of people, these churches that are there in Galatia, and they're struggling with some divisive things that are making them want to not have fellowship with each other, making them want to uh, be at odds with each other. So it's, it's difficult. And love is at the core of this. Love sums up the law. Love sums up God. You know, I mean, this is who He is. The relational God of love from all eternity. You could really even look at the fruit of the Spirit. As we go through this series, we're not going to be able to get away. From, we're going to talk about joy and peace and patience, but we can't get away from love, can we? It's like love written in capitals. You know, love and with a colon. Because love and peace. Love and joy, love and patience, love and kindness, love and goodness, love and faithfulness, love and self-control. This is how these things work together in our lives. And it's it's the exchange life. It's it's Jesus in his life and the power of the spirit getting expression in our lives. And as fruit grows, this is love, fruit growing as fruit as fruit grows. This is like one of the main things y'all going to remember today. He did this weird thing where he acted like he was a fruit growing. And as love grows, what happens is we get in proximity to other people and stuff doesn't go the way we thought it should go. And we have a little bit of tension or hard things that we go through. What happens is that fruit, it's like it gets crushed and it releases an aroma. That's the aroma of Christ. It's beautiful. And so love doesn't just release love. Love releases patience. Love releases kindness. Love releases that aroma of gentleness and goodness and faithfulness. All those different things. It's really beautiful. And he's calling us to not give in to living. You know, any of us can do this because we're still here. We're here. We're alive. And so in this body, in my flesh, I can... Uh, even though the reality is I, I, I've died, that old man has died, but if I give it some room and allow him to kind of move, you know, what was dead starts kind of functioning again, you know, and 
And the more I give in to, the more I live by my flesh, the stronger I get in my flesh. And it gets to be an ugly, I'm not trying to be goofy. It's just, that's a picture of something that's supposed to be dead, but starts taking on this life of its own. And especially in community, I want you to think about now the, the works of the flesh, the acts of the sinful nature in the context of community. So let's read through these just real quick. The acts of the sinful nature, this is verse 19, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery. Okay, think about what these things do to community. When people are living in close proximity to each other in the church, these things, these things cause pain and brokenness. And they, they dehumanize and devalue one another when God's got unsurpassable value and love that He's given and demonstrated through Jesus Christ. I'll keep going. The acts of the, of the sinful nature, the flesh, they're obvious. Impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, like trying to get people to do what we want them to do through some kind of manipulative method. Okay, that's, what's, that's what the heart of that is. Hatred, discord. Think about how much these things are community issues. The, the, the flesh, it affects people. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what's going on here is we are called to a, a God-like love. A love that looks like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit from all eternity. A love that looks like other-centered, other-preferring, agape love that thinks the best of the other. So Thomas Aquinas said that love is defined in this way. Love desires good for the beloved. So that means I want your good. If I love you, I want, your, I want things to be good for you. That's what love, everybody tracking on that? And love, he goes on and says, love desires union with the beloved. Now that, this one's harder. Okay, because so it's, it desires the good and it desires union. I mean, it would be really bizarre if I didn't want to be around you because I love you. But it's not just for marriage. It's for the church. God wants us to express love toward and want to be united in a righteous kind of way with each other and our hearts expressing love for each other. So big deal there, this whole love piece. And I'm just about just about to wrap this up. But one of the things that we do at the church here is uh, we call listening prayer. And, and in listening prayer, one of the things that happens is we say, Lord, I just want to release uh, unforgiveness. Or I want to just uh, release the bitterness I've had in my heart toward that person. And then one of the things we say then is, Father, what do you want to give me in exchange for what I'm giving up? I've been holding on to this bitterness i've been holding it's got a place in my heart i've been holding on to some unforgiveness and i'm going to give that up in the name of jesus but now father what do you want to replace that with so that it's not just just an open spot for the enemy working there like he's been working in my life so really a big deal this is how we walk together it looks like love that desires the good for the other and desires union and i'm just going to I'll just I'll say this and then I'll wrap up. But what we're tempted to do 
is instead of being, this is face to face, instead of being face to face, we're tempted when things get hard to just turn away. And the image of God being created in and through us is that we become more and more like God who from eternity, the Son is turned face to face toward the Father. That's what Roman, excuse me, that's what John 1 verse 1 says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, turned toward God from all eternity. And that's like we want to be like God in that way. We want to be turning toward one another. And imagine what would happen with a group of people like this that let God's love and value really get into our hearts so that we could in turn give it away to others. What would happen in that kind of a setting? What would it look like? Well, how, would it, how would we experience it? And it would be forgiving. It would be loving. It would be working through things. It would be, hey, that's funky over there and I need to lean into that instead of turning away and running from that. And it's hard. It's hard. You know? But what comes out on the other side is disciples that look more and more and more like Jesus. Imagine what it would look like. It just, it's, a, it's a wonderful just thing to think about because we need it here and our city needs it. It needs people that turn toward one another in love, receiving the Father's love and expressing the Father's love. And our state needs it, the nation needs it, and the nations need it. Imagine what would happen. And it just, Lord, I saw a great shirt the other day. It had half a peace symbol on it. And the other side said, let peace start with me. So what about if we said, got a big heart or some symbol for love? And we said, let love start with me and with us and with this people. And that changes the world. It really does. Y'all stand up. Ministry team, come on up. Worship team, come on up. And if you're visiting with us, I know we've got a number of visitors today. I just want to encourage you that that uh, what we do here is just take a little time to pray. And we'll just take five minutes or so and uh, just and pray for each other. And what happens is, a lot of times we hear a message about love and we think about a relationship or something that needs to change somewhere or just something that God's doing in our hearts. Guys, this is a message of grace. It really is. It's, it's grace. God's giving His love to us and He wants to pour it through us. And, and so really, it's about all of us. I mean, I, you can pray for me. I can pray for you. We all need this prayer. But if you're, the Lord's speaking something specific just that you need to respond to, there's people here to pray for you. And if the front fills up, then just ask somebody close by to, hey, would you pray for me? Pray that this would be released in my life. Pray that this would be seen in my life. This kind of grace would be poured out in and through me because I want to be a conduit for the love of God. I want to express the beautiful exchange the life of Jesus in the world around me. In Jesus' name. Whatever your need is, guys, please don't leave. If you need prayer, don't leave without getting somebody to pray for you. Just God heals. He sets people free. He wants to express His love to you. If you need to give your life to the Lord, like let today be that day. Father, in Jesus' name, I offer my life to you. Again, if you are a believer, and if you've not put your trust and hope in Jesus, then man, let, let that be today. Amen. Whatever your need is, come. Get prayer, you guys. Go for it. Be bold.